Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Loretta McNary Show. Wednesday, oh my goodness, it's Wednesday already, April 9th, 2014. I want you to stamp that date because today's show will be one that is so memorable because we plan to just change your entire business trajectory today because I have the phenomenal, the fabulous PR guru from Oakland, California, founder, president, CEO of Glass House Communications, founder, president, CEO of Fashion on the Square, the longest-running outdoor fashion show, I mean, ever. And she is so amazing. And so we started this conversation last week, no, last month, actually, about hiring a public relations expert agency or agent, however you want to. Um, say that because there are great no there are really good publicists available locally regionally nationally and I'm sure internationally but the thing that sets Ianod apart from those good people is her philosophy she says that you know you can get yourself on local news you can get yourself on radio locally and even regionally but when it comes to getting yourself seen and heard on the big players stage like the red carpet and all of that good stuff, you need somebody who's great, who's phenomenal, and Ianot is phenomenal. So everybody welcome Thank to you. Loretta Carey Live. <laughs> the phenomenal Thank you. Hey darling. How, How are you? I know you're jumping from one call to the radio show to another call into something amazing because I'm reading your posts and I'm checking out your tweets and all that stuff. How you maintain it all, we'll have to talk about it at a later date, but I know these people are hungry for this information coming from someone as fabulous as you are, darling, when it comes to PR. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. How are you today? I am so excited about life today. It's like I've been, no, I think it was like two weeks ago. I just felt like I had been reborn. I got re-energized. I felt like God has gracious me with a fresh anointing or re-anointing of my calling, which is, you know, TV at the highest level, nationally syndicated. And things have been happening to roll that out, so... Yeah. So but, we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna we're gonna have to surprise and interview you one day. So you're gonna call and your the person you have on is gonna be ready and then they're gonna just change the script and you're gonna be interviewed. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. I think you're the person that can really bring out the best in me on, on a radio interview. You and I have a friend, uh, Monica Emery. Monica, uh, I think she's based in New Orleans or outside of New Orleans, but she travels extensively mm-hmm. and she knows everybody. And you and Monica remind me so much of each other because you are go-getters. You do everything with excellence and ladylike, and <laughs> you just love on everybody, and you work so hard that people don't understand how hard you're working because mm-hmm. you, you just slow down enough to make people feel like, I'm the most important thing in the world right now to her. <laughs> <laughs> and and you have to, and that is the mark of – so it, it does take a lot of juggling. It's a tremendous amount of work. I, I have to say sometimes I'm looking at the screen, but really the screen is looking at me because it can get that that overwhelming sometimes. But I always say at the end of the next day that it is completely – an honor. I'm grateful for the talent, for the experience, for for the encounters, all of that. It's it's just it's a rare opportunity in this life. So I'm embracing it, and sometimes I have to say, it gets a little. I have my wild moments as well. So it's uh, and I tell you, Hood Suite, and most folks know Hood Suite. And speaking about PR folks, if your publicist is not using Hood Suite or a program that can do all the social media mediums that you work with simultaneously, then it's going to be a really, a really difficult task for your for your PR person that you have on board. But that's why you see those things, and sometimes they're not. I, I like to really put my hand in this. It is me. So some individuals have other folks doing it for them, and that's okay because we are we get busy. So you have to have your assistant, your your sister, your aunt, whomever, they have to help. But just know that everything that you see as of today (laughs) is me. So I'm doing those postings myself. I'm doing all of that kind of stuff. But HoodSuite is is a life changer, so it can do all of that. But I definitely wanted to pick up our conversation that was really energized and kind of somewhat rushed, but because I'm always kind of moving fast and talking fast, about how do you know if you have the right PR person or what is that PR person supposed to be doing and what are the results, what, what, what is the like, end result of your services. And one of the things that we were talking about the red carpet and that's good, we're talking about that, but let's talk about those things that are not red carpet-ish, if you will. We're very familiar with those signature events like the Oscars, the Grammys, but what about authors? How, how are they working with PR people? What about, gosh, uh, folks who have patents or who are designing or, or getting copyrights, things like that? You don't, or what about writers of music? You don't, we see who's performing the music, but what about those writers or those publishers or all of those? And we, we look at movies, but we don't know. What about the people who are doing the scores? What about the wardrobe designer, all of that? So we're talking about a platform that is so huge from a PR perspective, you can, you can be a publicist for your dog pretty much because dogs have <laughs> major dog shows, right? There are very huge dog shows that are national, and when you get the pedigree award, it is huge. So everything, because there's no roadmap, when you think about all these other areas of potential PR platforms, how can you figure it out? What are my returns? How do I know this is the right person? What, and I say let's work backwards. So if we step away back from the limelight 
of things and really begin to talk about maybe some of those things we don't really quite know about. I have mm-hmm. to say that the advertising, when we talk about what's still in print, because print is still alive and well. I know a lot of folks are online reading with the electronic devices, but print is still alive and well, and it will always be, I think, the driving force, providing we are still eco-friendly. We have to be sustainable conscious, sustainable conscious and things of that nature. But when we think about those types of reaches in terms of PR, those are the kinds of – you have to have an idea of what that PR person is supposed to be doing. You don't necessarily have to know how they're doing it, and you probably won't know how they're doing it, but you know what's supposed to happen. And one of the things I have to say is we have to not shy away from always being in the limelight, always being in the front, always everybody has to know our name. Everybody has to – because that's not necessarily always a good thing. And when I say that, it's because if you're not an anomaly, if you're not a, a ram in a bush, a, a gem that's ruby that can be – that's hard to find – I want to still be brandable. I still want to be out there, but at the same time, I want to have some exclusivity. I want to have some kind of mystique. I want still there to be some mystery to what I'm doing. So don't always figure I'm going to walk into this PR company and then if in six months I'm not at the top of the billboards or in six months I don't have an uh, author tour where I'm booked at Barnes and Nobles and all these other book companies, or in six months if my phone is not ringing off the hook, then my PR person is not doing their job. Not, not, that is not a good measure of how well that PR person is doing. A good measure is try Googling your name. Try Googling your product. Try thinking about other ways that the word is getting out. How many radio shows have you done, whether they're online or live? How many write-ups have, been, have you received? How many print ads have you received or print write-ups have you received? Those kinds of things cause traction. And as you begin to cause traction, then folks are interested, the platform raises. But as a publicist, I am often, that question often is on, uh, like on the radar. So when am I going to be on the cover of this magazine? Or, or they, begin to, they begin to measure it by those things. Now, I can certainly make that happen. But even if that is not done strategically, that can be a challenge as well, meaning I don't start out with, well, depending, if you have a good uh, a whole body of work for me to work with, then, yeah, we could probably start more middle up as opposed to more lower up. But if we're mm-hmm. starting out from scratch, I'm talking about tapping into bloggers, writers, folks that, folks that people like, because a lot of times people like people, so if my bestie, is writing or blogging or tagging or tweeting about me, there are a ton of people that like my bestie, and they begin to look, oh, who is that he or she keeps talking about? Or who is that they keep talking about? What happens? Then they go and look at who that person is or what that person is doing. Let's think about the not-so-grandocious way that PR is really framed, and, and that's unfortunate that it's framed. And let's look at more traction, Who's talking about it? Because one thing you can, and I'll take Facebook, for example, when you put up a post or you put up, and you can see how many people have liked it and whatnot, there's this thing called how many people are talking about it. And I think I mentioned that before. The ratio of the 
folks who are following to the ratio of folks who are talking about it is huge. So sometimes you can have 5,000 likes on your page and 10 people talking about it. And what, what, what that means by talking about there are 10 people tweeting about it or 10 people having comments about it or whatever because it would be the kind of a ratio. So definitely from a PR perspective, when, we're looking, when you're looking to hire someone and trying to figure out what they're doing and are they good, you have to really kind of, and please don't, definitely get your references. We want you to do that. But please don't go by, okay, show me how many placements you've done in this magazine or show me what you've done, because that is not necessarily translate to you. It, it just doesn't happen. Okay, okay. Wow, you gave us a lot in just those five minutes. Okay, let's kind of, um, I want to slow it down because I know people are listening and I want them to really get this. And I think the one, there are two things that really stand out in my mind that you just said, and it's just so, so factual. When you hire a publicist, when you hire anybody, really, unless they're an administrative assistant, then you're not going to see measurable, huge measurable results like that. So, but you should mm-hmm. see something. If you've hired somebody, you're paying them, and you haven't seen anything, you know, because they should give you a report. I guess you guys give a, a monthly report or something. It's been a while since I worked with a, a PR um, company, you know, really closely. So I guess there are some kind of mm-hmm. tangible items that you say, well, we're going to do this in 30 days. And so if they mm-hmm. do that, then you know there's going to be, it's like planting seeds. Seeds don't grow up, you know, don't grow in springtime mm-hmm. like next day. It takes time to fertilize and to do all this stuff. So I want people right. to really understand it. So don't give up on a publicist every 30 days you get a different publicist because, you know, your name will get out too. <laughs> that you keep changing publicists. And then the other thing, I know even on mm-hmm. their personal pages, people get upset if they don't have a lot of likes. Because I see people, I'm just going to leave Facebook. I'm not going to be on here anymore because nobody's liking my post and I'm not going to like anybody's post because nobody. Well, see, you know what? That's childish mentality. Because just because somebody's not liking it doesn't mean they're not reading it or they don't agree with it. So you can't just post to get get your likes up because on my business page mm-hmm. it tells me how many people have actually seen the post. So I just don't want people right. to have a mentality that stuff, you know, we live in a microwave society, but, you know, food can be ready in 30 seconds to 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. But your publicity campaign is not going to um, just be a wow, wow in, you know, 60 days or whatever, unless you are just an amazing, amazing client with stuff going on that people already know about. And that's right. And, and then some folks would say, if you are this amazing client with something already going on, it really, you're looking for a public. You, yes, you still need a publicist because, like I said before, even Oprah still does. Mm-hmm. She even does ads even to now. And to to your first point about what happens overnight, when the engagement starts for for Glasshouse, I barely do. I rarely do anything less than a nine month engagement because it has to have traction. Six months I may do, but I really don't. But that initial six- to nine-month engagement gets the ball rolling. But PR people stay on. You need to build them into your budget. They need to be a part of, as long as you're doing what you're doing, they need to be a part of it because trust and believe when you're good at what you do, it's going to show once they are no longer a part because once it shuts down, it shuts down. I will not do another tweet. I will not do another posting. I will not do another anything. You will have to ride off of what was done already. But 
don't look at this as this minimal type. There are multi-megastars today right now that still have PR. Now, some would say they still have PR because they're still getting interviews and they're still – well, that's true, but they're also reinventing. Every time they're coming out with a new product, a new line, a new record, a new book, a new whatever, that requires a new infusion. Now, there are some that it doesn't matter. They cannot come out with something for a long, long time, and they just kind of roll it out and be, we all kind of jump on the bandwagon. But looking at a PR company and or a publicist as a temporary engagement is setting yourself up for failure. Absolutely. As long as you are doing what you're doing and in business, that, and even, believe it or not, companies, law firms, advertising companies, uh, marketing companies, they have PR behind them as well. So we're not even talking about an individual. We're talking about an actual business. There is a PR person who's involved in making sure that business stays on point, making sure they're on the cutting edge, making sure they're knowing about any potential collaborations, mergers, all those things. Even businesses need, I even need a publicist sometimes. So even yeah, a publicist, publicist can need a publicist. And we're going to do a hashtag. We're going to brand that hashtag, Loretta. You know, PR needs PR. So <laughs> it even, <laughs> because I, I, I will do it myself organically when I'm requested to speak somewhere. This is PR. What you're doing, you're doing this for me, but as much as you're doing it for me and with me, this is PR for Glasshouse. This is PR for, for Ianod. And that's a PR realm that I use to get my word out about what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. two things, making it a temporary engagement is not okay. Yes, we know we have money challenges. Yes, we know the budget. But it needs to be part of your business plan on the very, very beginning because I get tons of calls after the fact, after they've exhausted yeah. their money, after they've tried and true everything, and then they want you to bring them up from the grave and figure, okay, you want me to do this in 30 days? That's not going to happen. So I'm not even going to set my own stuff up. <laughs> and All because, right. So I mean, we do have a call. Not, we have a caller. And so I, want, I don't want to cut you off, but I did want you to know that we do okay. have a call. And for those who are listening, I have not given the number out. I don't, and like you said, this is PR for both of us. Anytime you are out in the public, doing work or being heard or seen, that is PR. Now, we're talking about taking it to that next level, hiring somebody to do it, and that's what we'll be talking about for the next um, probably couple of shows. It's not going to be on every other mm-hmm. week now. So we're going to go to the phone line. Yeah. We're going to area code 901-691, and we're going to bring this caller on line, live with us. Hi, caller. You're on the line. You're on the air. Hello? You're on the line with Loretta McNair and Ian Burrell. Did you have a question or are you just listening? Okay, we'll come back to them. Maybe they're just listening. They're not ready for their question. Okay, so you can okay. just call back and just listen. But if you press the one, it'll put you in the queue and I'll see it to, um, that you have a question. But that's okay. That's okay. We know you just want to listen. Okay, so getting back. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of ask you this question. I did have this question come on Facebook. Who who does not need a publicist? I guess because they said who needs who needs a publicist. I guess it would be easier to ask you what kind of person or business or whatever does not need a publicist would not be a good fit for a publicist because I I think everybody needs one. 
Yes. You know, every everybody doesn't have one, not necessarily because they don't need one. It's where mm-hmm. you are in your career or business that requires it. Now, I'm not saying that every single person that the day they launch something or the day they're inventing or the day they're on the market that the publicist needs to be a part of that. I'm saying if they need to be a part of the budget, they need to be a part of the process and the planning. So when in three years or five years when you're ready to release or you're ready to launch, that budget, that person needs to be already in the budget. But to answer who would not, an example of who would not, somebody who's in business, somebody who's doing something who would not, that's kind of a, I don't know who would not need one. I really can't. <laughs> but but trust but trust me, not everyone has one, and I'm not advocating for every single person who is in business, a designer, an entertainer, a comedian, a writer, a musician, a producer. No, I'm not saying every single one on the planet who's in business and doing something needs a publicist. We're talking about I am ready to be in the public. I want the public to see my face, hear my voice, wear my perfume, wear my clothes. I want the public to know that I'm doing good, I'm volunteering time. I want the public to know that I have a nonprofit that's supporting children or youth or education. I want the public to see me. That's who needs a publicist. So anyone who <laughs> desires anyone who desires that wants that because again, just very briefly, PR Advertising, marketing, three different things. Advertising is your ad in the newspaper, your ad in the magazine. You've paid X amount of dollars to have an ad. It's, it's an ad. It's very difficult because sometimes you can't tell an ad from a PR placement. Then you have marketing. I need to know who your audience is. What do they look like? What is their demographic? What are they spending? Where do they live? That's marketing. Then you have PR. I take those marketing numbers, those market, that marketing information, and I say, I've determined that your market and demographic is in St. Louis, Missouri. The age, are, the age range is 25 to 35. They are working mothers of ABCD. That's, I've determined after doing research that that's your market. Then Glasshouse will then focus on that area to do my PR, the something that I get for no cost, but you pay me. So my services cost, but what I'm putting out there are the press releases, are the interview opportunities, are the appearance opportunities, things like that to get in the public. Um, I'm very excited to mention this issue of Upscale Magazine with Taraji Hinton on the cover. My client is featured on they have, it's either 50 under 50 or 40 under 40. There are accessories that, you, that are fabulous that are under $40 or under $50. I'm, I'm sorry I'm drawing the kind of a conundrum on that. So when you see that page, please look for For the Fab, F-O-R, the number four, Fab, For the Fab, and you'll see this amazing bank bracelet. It's turquoise and kind of a bluish green. That was a pitch of my client's product, her jewelry, to Upscale. I knew Upscale Magazine was having a segment called Under 40 or Under 50, whatever accessories. So I said, wow, I have a client that fits it. I had to pitch it. How did I pitch it? I had to send images. I had to make sure her website was up, make sure it was working, making sure all the information was on the website, some information about who she is. I had to pitch Upscale for that segment, and I landed it. 
super excited. So that is a PR thing. Now, you probably can't tell that because you may think it's an ad that someone paid for. It's a, it can be a little tricky. Now, there are ads in upscale. Let me not, because I don't want to get caught up in that. They definitely have ads, and you will see ads and things like that. But that is a PR placement that I'm super excited about, which is, not, which is one of many that I've done. But so I can't tell you. So we're talking about this is not about her. This is a bangle, a, a piece of jewelry that she has that I found a niche for. I found the right magazine for. She eventually, I think, I don't even think she has any more of those right now. So, and that's what happens. They show up in the magazine. <laughs> And you you sell out two days later. That's the way it's supposed to happen. So I can't answer that question exactly honestly. That's how it happens. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. We do have a call. I'm going to go back to the phone line. Just I won't say this one time. We'll probably so because we only have about five minutes in the show. If you have a question, if you don't, just tell me. I'm just listening, and we'll move on. Okay. We're going to area code nine zero one, and we are putting the caller live on air with us. Hi, caller. I, guess I, I don't hear listen. them. I don't hear. Okay, so we have covered, a, again, a ton of ground. We have covered a ton of ground about placement, about pitching, the differences in aver- what something is advertising, what is advertising, what is marketing versus public relations. And a, But actually, um, can you do all of that? Can you help them dev- develop a an advertisement for print, like mm-hmm. radio shows, TV shows? Mm-hmm. Media, mm-hmm. can you is that a part of your umbrella? What you provide, you're not. It absolutely is, and Glasshouse Community, which is one of the reasons why I changed my name from Glasshouse PR to Glasshouse Communications. I was in a box at one time, so people would only look at Glasshouse to do public relations, but communication covers it all. Yes, we do marketing. If you don't know who your market is or who your audience is, yes, we know how to do market analysis, how to figure out after touching and feeling and knowing your product, what that, what that individual, who that individual is, where they live, how they buy, how often they buy, the best timing for your product to come out with time of year. I even will give suggestions on color schemes, packaging, the website. All of that is part of the marketing, yes. The advertisement, yes, and you've heard me mention them before, 510media, 510media.com. They are the best right here in Oakland. Or any type of ads that are done, the graphic design, the photography, those are the go-to gentlemen in the Oakland area for all of that. They do that kind of branding. And they educate on branding in terms of it needs to be this direction, it needs to be that direction. You need all of that. They are it. And all of those things fall under Glasshouse. So I work with 510 Media when I think about what the ad should look like for a client. And on the marketing research, myself and my team, we work with the client to figure out where the best fit is, where the market – and sometimes you may be living in San Francisco, but your market is in, who knows, out of state. So just because you live here in, and also just because you live here in the U.S. doesn't mean your market and your audience is in the U.S. So think about that as well. Just because I'm here, my reach is international for sure, and I'm able to say, you know, this is really not a U.S. The U.S. isn't ready but I think this will do great in China or Australia or Japan, whatever. So we're able mm-hmm. to figure that out as well, for sure. Wow. So are there certain clients that you yourself take, or should PR people be all over the place? They can, they can do sports. They can do <laughs> entertainment. They can do um, 
you know, inventors or something like that, or do you have a niche when it comes to the type of clients that you take? I will say, uh, Loretta, and I was, I've been thinking about this for the past couple of years, and the reason why Glasshouse Communications right now does not have a niche, however, we have like-minded clients. For instance, most of them fall under the umbrella of, of entertainment, which is mm-hmm. music, film, fashion, beauty. So it's under that umbrella. What, if a patent inventor walked in my door, would that be kind of a reach? Absolutely. Would I still take on the patent inventor? I would have a conversation, but we're talking about I'm taking on clients that are like-minded because it's much easier. I've done it. I've been there, done that. Authors is not a reach either. They fall to me under entertainment. So in terms of a PR person, where they should think about kind of honing their skills, I think it's okay to do that, but I also think broadening and I'm not saying being an expert all over the place, but having like-minded kind of clients is a good thing because you build up reputation with journalists. You have a reputation with magazines now. You have a reputation with folks that are going to get them in the public. And sometimes this is really the creme de la creme. When the company calls you to say, hey, we have a spot, and this did happen actually, hey, we have a spot in our newspaper coming up. It's a special feature on ABC. You got anybody? So when you have the advertising, the journalists and media folks calling you, that's mm-hmm. beauty. I mean, they are looking <laughs> to you because they know you have delivered in so many other areas. They're like, I know I can go to Glasshouse because Glasshouse is going to have someone. And trust and believe, I always have someone. Always. <laughs> always have someone. That's when you go yeah. from being a good publicist PR person <laughs> to a, a great a great, phenomenal dream, <laughs> phenomenal, because I have seen your work, and, and since we've been working together, I guess over a year now doing this radio show, I'm telling you, being attached to your brand does well for me. It does well for me. <laughs> people ask me that. I'm like, you know, go Google this. This is the kind of level that you want to have because they, they want to start a PR company or if they uh, contact me yeah. and say they want to do PR for me. I always use you as a standard <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Look at what she's doing. If you can do this at this level, then we can talk. I mean, because I'm not putting anybody down because we all have to start somewhere. And I admire people who are very ambitious, but it's difficult if you're just getting started to take on so much. I have someone that was like more professional people. I think we have some over overlap, and I know we're coming to a close. But thank you, Loretta. Yeah, we are, and I am hearing some feedback, so we'll just do that. But, you know, we're going to be back, what, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that. We want people to know. And I yeah. guess we could start talking at that point. You can tell me what you want to talk about. We can keep in this vein because I know you're building your 10th anniversary for Fashion on the Square. It's going to be huge, huge, huge. And so we yes. can kind of talk about that, too. But I just thank you always for your time. I'm trying to get a date for our, I think we will be back on on the 23rd, if that works with you. You look at your schedule and let me know, and I'll start promoting okay. it. But you're so awesome. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I love your thank passion you. and your energy. Thank you. And I'm going to call you so you and I could chat in about 10 minutes so we can do our offline girl time. You got it. I am super excited about it. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening to Loretta Bay Live. Show. You know, our guest has been phenomenally fabulous. P. 
PR guru, Ina Burrell. She's in Oakland, California, but she has clients all over the United States and internationally. So if you're looking for someone, you know, she's there. As always, think positive, everybody. Dream gigantic dreams. Help someone along the way as you reach your destiny, and I tell you, it would empower your life even more. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody.